to have this church with so many members. I'm sending greetings from uh, Pastor Daniel. He said that he wished to be here, but um, you guys are stuck with me. <laughs> I prepared two sermons today, or two messages, because <clears throat> I didn't know what to prepare, I mean, what to present. Because I said, I, it had been a few days that it had a message in my heart that I wanted to share. And um, with the lesson, it went hand to hand. It was like, praise the Lord. But then for what I wanted to share, we needed people. And um, when uh, people start calling me, we have about three, two or three families missing. They had to go different places. So I said, you know, nobody's going to be in the church. Because, I mean, we're a small church. We have a few families. And then when one or two leave, it's like about 50% of the church. And I said, well, in case we are very few, I'm going to present this message. But then if God brings people, I'm going to present this one. So I guess um, God wanted me to present the original message that had been taunting me for several days. And it's not quite, I'm not going to be preaching. I am not going to be um, teaching, you guys are going to participate. If you thought you were going to be here sitting there warming pews, ain't going to happen. <laughs> okay, um, the memory verse or the scripture reading for today is Hebrew 4.15, and it goes hand to hand with the lesson study. For those who have studied the lesson study, this, you're going to be in advantage because we're going to divide the church in three groups, and I'm going to give you some assignments to work on. I'm going to give you about 10, 15 minutes, and then about 10 minutes, and then when the groups are finished, you are going to present the message today. How would that sound? <laughs> Sounds good. So Hebrew 4, so start getting ready. I'm preparing you in advance. So start thinking about with whom you're going to be sitting. Um, Hebrew 4.15, it reads, For Jesus is not some high priest who has no sympathy for our weaknesses and flaws. He has already been tested in the past, has been tested in every way that we are tested. So if the Bible is telling us that Jesus Christ has been tested in every single thing that we are tested, then... You know, we need to check to see what, how Jesus did so we can do the same. <clears throat> but he emerged victorious without falling, without failing God. So, and that's what Jesus wants us to do, right? Jesus wants us to be what? Jesus wants us to be perfect at the same way that he was perfect on earth and in heaven. So... The title of today's sermon is The Anatomy of My Enemy. What is anatomy? Anybody knows what is anatomy? The structure, the makeup, the part. Like if you're going to be, if you are a mechanic, the anatomy of a car are all the parts and how it works. If you are a dentist, the anatomy of the tooth, you need to know you know, how many teeth are they are there, when do they grow, and all these things. If, you know, the, if you're a surgeon, you need to know the parts of the body, 
Otherwise, you're going to go in and you're going to say, oops. And you don't want to hear oops in, 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 in surgery. So one of the things that I was, I've been studying is like, you know, in war. Like when there's a war, they send spies. Why do you think the success of who wins the war is based on knowledge? You know, if you know your enemy, you know their weaknesses and you know how they work, right? And if you know how the enemy works, you can get prepared for that, right? So this is what we're going to be studying today. And um, we're going to be studying the enemy, the anatomy of my enemy. And I pray that we'll be the same enemy as you are. My enemy is the devil. And it's a real as we are standing here. I know some people don't believe of him, of which that's what he wants. But so the enemy is the devil. In Genesis 3.15, God put a different, the differences between us and him. In Genesis 3.15, it says, from now on, you and the woman will be enemies. So we are enemies in, uh, to, the, uh, to Satan, as will your offsprings and hers. So from, even from the beginning, there were two groups, right? There was two groups. And he says, you will strike his heel, like Satan will strike the heel. But who? Us? The remnant will crush his head. And, and I like the Living Bible translation, especially for this text, because in other versions, it doesn't translate them the way it should be. I like the word crush, because it, it brings the finality of like it's done. I mean, he's, he's going to be gone for life. So my enemy is, hopefully will be our enemy, is the devil. Now, what drives him? What drives him? You know, when it comes to, to being bad, I mean, how bad bad can be? And, and Satan is it. He is the image of, of evil. And what, but what drives him? What makes him be who he is? We read in Isaiah 14, 12 to, uh, through 14, it says, How art thou fallen from heaven? And then I skip. And then you know the story. Satan says, Who thou hast said into your heart, I will ascend to heaven, which is location, you know. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. So he wants to take authority, right, of everybody. I will sit also upon the mount of congregation, which is, start thinking, because you don't need all this for your assignments, okay? In the side of the north, I will ascend about the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high. And pride, you know, that was his pride. Pride is, is, has five different stages or five different parts or five different anatomy of pride, which is the example of Satan. P, it means what? His position. That's the first I. R is the second I, which means rule. I means otherwise, he wants to be worshipped. He wants to be otherwise. D means dazzling. He wants to be the center of attraction. And E, he wants to be like God. And these are the things that the Satan is very consistent 
Throughout the Bible, you can see that Satan is very, very consistent. And, and one time I was thinking, you know, I was wondering, Satan, does, it's not creative. This, this guy always do the same thing. And then my sister told me, like, she said, hello, why break something? Why fix something that is not broken? It still works. So the reason why Satan is so consistent is because his way of doing things it still works. Now, how does he work? We're not going to be covering everything. Um, in, a, in another time, I'm going to preach about or share some messages about what are the weapons of the devil and how it works. And those are, that's a very interesting study, which was very, I was getting very impressed when I, when I heard that. And I want to share with you one of these days when I have the opportunity to do so is we're going to be learning as, as part of the strategies of winning the devil. You need to know how he works, which weapon he uses, how he uses those weapons, and then what kind of weapon God gives us, because in the Bible is full of it. And, and, and that's one of the things that we need to learn, how to defend ourselves, okay? And not just physically, but we need to be, hold on, on Christ. So I'm reading um, what motivates Satan or how and how what he thinks how he motivates what makes him drive what he does and I want to read something to you I, I, I was reading the start of ages page six, 116 and 117 and something brought to my attention it says since he has lost heaven because you know in the cross Satan lost you know that right so I kept thinking, you know, if Satan already lost, why he keeps pushing and why he keeps messing with people? And, and the answer came in this way. Since he had lost heaven, he was determined to find revenge by causing others, causing others to share his fault. So when Satan figured out, like, okay, I lost it, but I'm going to take with me as many as I can right? But how he's going to do that? How he's going to do that? He, this he would do by causing them to undervalue heavenly things and to set apart, to set in their hearts upon things on earth. I hope you're taking notes because all this you're going to need for the assignment, okay? So how will the Satan will work? He will, uh, will do two things. Actually, it's three things, but he will undermine what? Heavenly things, and he will put in our hearts what? To look at earthly things. So if you have salvation, if you have weapons, if you have armory that will defend you, and then you have the enemy, the enemy will do whatever it takes to undermine, like, oh, no, those weapons are not good. Mines are good. Oh, no, no, don't waste time on that. Spend time in here. So keep all those things in mind because that's how he works. Okay? And I also want to read to you with intense interest. In Genesis, when Christ, when God gave Adam and Eve the first sacrificial act, and he explained this, the salvation process, this is what Satan did. Now listen. This is how the enemy works. With intense interest. He watched the sacrifice offered by Adam and his sons. And I'm talk and he's, he's talking about Satan. 
In these ceremonies, he discerned a symbol of communion. That's the key. He discerned a key of communion between earth and heaven. He set himself to intercede or interrupt this communion. And this is how he did it. And this is how he's doing it. And this is how he's going to be doing it. He reads, he misrepresented God. Newflash, like, really? He had been doing that all along. And misinterpreted the rituals that on the, on the uh, habits or the uh, events, the sacrificial procedures that point to the Savior. Men were led to fear God as one who delights in their destruction. Didn't we talk about this this morning? Didn't you brought that question today in the Sabbath school? That we were taught that, you know, that we, we, when we think about God, we think about this, this being in the heaven that is always looking with a pattern note, waiting for you to do something wrong, to do what? To get it. And that's how the devil works. Because if you have fear, if you have guilt, you have control. And how he does, he works. So, one of the things that... So let's review again. What are the, the three things that the devil will use? Undermining. Undermining. Undervalue. And worldly things. Good. And one of the things that we read, in the, and uh, one of the reasons why Christ came to earth was we, re we review four of them today, but I'm going to add one more. He came to show us how it's done. Okay. And one other thing, in, and when I was reading um, the morning watch called That May You Know Him, I think it was January 26th, or sometime in January, it caught my attention, and, and this is what she wrote, and that's what I, start, I started thinking about, okay, mm, if, God, if Christ was an example, don't we need to watch him and see what he did so we can imitate him and this is how it reads satan met him and tempted him on the very point where men will be tempted so we're talking about the the when christ was taken to the desert right that's our sabbath school our sabbath school lesson right and now if god is telling us that jesus christ was tempted in everything, in every way that we are going to be tempted. Don't we should study all those three temptations in depth to see how that applies to me, to you? He said, our substitute and surely passed over the ground where Adam stumbled and fell. And the question was, will he stumble and fall as Adam did when God did over God's commandments? He met Satan's attacks again and again with, it is written. And Satan left the field defeated. And Christ has redeemed Adam's disgraceful fall and has perfected a character of perfect obedience and left an example for humanity. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask my husband to, he have a clipboard and a pen. There's three, three. each group we're going to take one temptation and how many are we? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 
20, 21, 22. Divided by three? Okay, let's make three groups of seven very quickly because the clock is against us. Very quickly, make group of seven and, and choose a leader, a, a leader, 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 leader. And then take the clipboard, look, look at the instructions, and then start putting your minds together. Putting your mind together. Come on, hurry up, hurry up. We don't have too much time. Seven people in groups. Come on. And I'm going to give you only 10 minutes. So make it very quickly. You want to join? Um, okay. You need three, three groups. We need three groups of seven. Okay, let's very quickly, let's go together, choose a leader, and leader, and let me make a very fast instructions, okay? Like, for example, okay, can I have your attention, please? Just give me a few seconds, just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, okay? If you have any questions on how this thing is done, now's the time to ask. Like, for example, I'm going to give you an example. The first temptation was bread. Now, what would that mean? Like self-control, what else? Um, eating, what we eat, what else? When we eat it, what else? Now, you start thinking about, okay, on those two characteristics, what are the things today that the devil will utilize the same type of temptation to get us? Okay? And then the second question will be, how can I fight those who you chose? There should be at least six, seven, or ten. I put ten lines or seven, line, seven lines. Try to get as many examples as you can. And then in the second question, find how you're going to defeat those temptations. All right? So you have ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. All right, are we ready? Okay, I have a microphone that I want um, the person that is going to represent your group. And then when you're done, you can pass it out. Okay, I want the group that, who has the, the first temptation? You guys, let's start with the first one. The first one is what make Adam and Eve, uh, Adam and Eve fall as one of the most important temptations of which we all are falling into, especially in self-control and diet. So let's see. What are the examples of how the devil, utilizing the same principle of the first temptation, can make us fall? No, no, it's on. Continue. Okay. All right, go. Um, you need to put it. We didn't write exactly like you just said it. That's I mean, fine. <laughs> just fine. Um, we were thinking in terms of 
the very basic problem with, with the bread, which is our physical needs, um, shelter, food, uh, water, things that keep us alive. And so often we react with a, a knee-jerk response when we don't have what we need, when we don't know where the rent's going to come from, when we don't have enough money for groceries, whatever. And that's not even talking about physical illnesses or things that happen to us. And um, Jesus was very clear with Satan when he said, man doesn't just live by bread. And we have the example when, I'm sure Jesus felt like he was about dead, right, after 40 days. And God did send his angels and fed him when he needed that. Sometimes we feel like we are almost gone, done, finished, and we're really not. Our perspective is not God's perspective. He knows when, when we've reached that point. Um, he trying to come up with this. Um, we, can, we, we have to rebuke the devil by knowing God's word, by immersing ourselves, by eating it, by... It, it doesn't just happen by osmosis. We have to get in there and dig. Okay. We have to memorize. We have to know it. It changes our perspective so that we see the whole big picture. We know that God is there. He will supply our needs. He won't let us down. And if by chance in his big picture it appears to the human perspective that we are down and out and maybe we are finished in the big picture God still has us right here in his Amen. hand and he hasn't let us he will not let us go okay. ever good so is is um, our physical needs and God will take care of that have and faith trusting his timing his timing and not and knowing that our perspective in, isn't always his and you, and also you mentioned uh, to know the bible Okay, and very quickly, when I'm walking very slowly to the next one, who has the second? Okay, and also temptation is about eating diet. That's why we're going to be starting a health class pretty soon. That health class is specifically to teach us how to not to get sick, to, uh, to see what ma is making us sick, how to change it, how to read labels, how to understand those labels, and also it's going to be very interesting, very nice. So keep put that in your calendar that is coming. If you have any questions, look in the back of the bulletin, ask, call, check the bulletin, and um, check the website. Okay, second temptation. Make quickly. Please, we're running out of time. So what are the principles behind the second temptation and what the, the, the devil uses today to make us fall? And the second temptation was... Right there. Okay, we interpreted the second temptation as, as worship. What do we worship? There's a lot of things that we can worship that we shouldn't be worshiping. This is the list that we came up with. Work, video games, 
TV and movies, school and studies, hobbies, shopping, Facebook, social media, electronics, food, sports, music. And the last part here, what can I do to not fall into this temptation? Prayer, communion with God, and putting on God's armor. We need to do things in moderation. Read the Bible and spiritual books. Listen to hymns. Socialize with others on a spiritual level. Lesson study. Priority of lifestyle activities. And we need to have a balance in life. Okay. The third temptation. So we had the third temptation, which is where um, Satan is offering Jesus the world in exchange for him worshiping him. Mm -hmm. um, so we did talk a little bit about worship. We also talked a lot about <coughs> wealth and power and glory and how Kate, Satan can use those things to appeal to us. So like what we wear, our jobs, our cars. And then our second idea was a little bit about doubting our purpose. So we felt like this temptation was a little bit about Satan getting Jesus to question why he was here. So subtle ways in which Satan can make us question why we're here or what <laughs> we're supposed to be doing. And then we talked about half-truths and subtle white lies, how some of these things were true, but then Satan snuck in the hook, line, and sinker. And then our last thought was that it's a little bit about shortcuts. So Satan knew that Jesus was supposed to die on the cross, mm -hmm. and he was offering him a quick and easy way out. So we saw that in our own lives That's a sometimes. huge temptation. Yes. <laughs> so we all felt that that was a big temptation. Okay. And the things that we mentioned, we talked about daily communication with God mm -hmm. so that we can fight the idea that we can do it on our own. Mm -hmm. Several people brought up the idea that we really need God and that the Holy Spirit is key to that. Mm -hmm. And then we had a great thought about it's about holding hands with Jesus and letting Jesus help us. Mm -hmm. And then we also talked a little bit about <coughs> the reality check that we can get from time and the word. Mm -hmm. And then our last thought was about fellowship, that we can use other people's ideas and thoughts to remind us what's important. Amen. And then we pointed out we all have cataracts, so we need people sometimes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Okay, did you were able to learn something? Yes. Did you start to understand a little bit better how the devil's working? Because to be able to identify it when you're tempted, you need to know how he works. Next time that I will be presenting, um, when I have the opportunity to present, we're going to be talking about Satan's weapons. And then another occasion, we're going to be talking about God's weapons. And... Um, and that's a very favorite book. Anyway, I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, so one of the things that I want to end is, um, again, on Bible commentary and also on the, on the morning watch, for the second part of the morning watch that I was reading. It ends with this statement. It says, those who would overcome must put to the tax every power of their being. So when we talk about if we recognize that we're being tempted, then what? You need to put tax every power of their, of their being. They must agonize on their knees before God for divine power. That's what you guys were talking about. 
Men may have a power to resist the evil, a power that neither earth nor death, not hell, can master, a power that will place them where they may overcome as Christ did. Divinity and humanity may be combined in together to fight the fight of good faith. And for those who have the bulletin, uh, if you look at the big, big picture, it says, you will never know how big of a threat you are to Satan until what? You begin to read the Bible and what? And do what it says. And I'm going to finish our um, benediction, our prayer. is a song titled Blessings or Blessings in Disguise. And I want you to read and sing along with it. If you, if you get more into reading instead of singing, whatever, it makes you really lift and experience the song. Because many times the devil disguises a lot of things and a lot of blessings that we take it in the wrong way. And it's my prayer with this. We're going to end. We're going to close. That will be our prayer. And after that, we, you are all welcome to join us for potluck.